You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Everybody still good? I'm good. I think so. All right. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure all that's doing like it's supposed to do. Oh, wrong cap. My drink's getting a little low, but... Do you, do you need to go refill? No, I probably shouldn't. I'm good. Right. I don't want to. Sl- I don't want to slur too much. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> not like you're driving anywhere. No, not tonight. Yeah. You've already I had that fun. I gotta go. I do gotta go deal with another dog tomorrow, though. Okay. Well, hopefully that's not too early, though. No, 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 no. All right, we are going to start. <laughs> This is 90-something podcast. I know it sounds mental, but sometimes I have more fun vegging out than when I go partying. Maybe because my party clothes are so binding. You're an idiot. I'll show you. Starting tomorrow, you'll see I'm just as sane as anybody. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Mentos, the fresh maker. Hey, this is Dave, and you are listening to Bonsai Retro Club. Online, I've got Scott. Hey, everybody. And Suzanne. Hi there. And listener, what we are doing for you today is we are continuing a very short saga of going through 1990s movies that we want to talk about. I'm still surprised that the one that I'm going to bring up has never been featured on our show. What I did when I looked at the list for the 1990s movies, I was like, you know, I want to I want to pick on the popular ones. I want to I want to look at like, you know, the. The, the big name movies. Without actually giving you the name yet, I'm just going to read a little bit of the dialogue. If I may, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You read what others had done and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you didn't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulder of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could. And before you even knew what you had, you patented you packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox. And now, see, life has a way. Uh, so, of course, I'm talking 1993's Jurassic Park. It is, it's such a iconic 90s movie that I'm surprised that we haven't really showcased it before. I mean, I, I think we've, like, talked about doing it once or twice, but it never really came about. 
seeing this movie made you actually really believe that somebody had made dinosaurs in modern time because it really it was so epic it's such an epically done great awesome movie uh, so the story sets up where you have uh, Laura Dern and Sam Neill, uh, who are uh, uh, Alan Grant and Illy Sadler. They're, you know, they're they're excavating dinosaur bones, and then you have um, Dr. Hammond who seeks them out so that he can take them over to this park he calls it, so that they can endorse it because he's getting a little bit of uh, you know challenge because of lawyers he brings those two along with dr malcolm who's jeff goldblum along because that's a lawyer wants to bring uh dr malcolm in to review this park as you, i keep using air quotes even though nobody's going to see them uh, <laughs> to review it and then give some sort of endorsement so they can have no problems and open their doors you know to the attractions when they get there, they run into uh, Dr. Hammond's grandchildren, and they decide to go on a tour of the park. Uh, and, you know, so the hijinks start because of, you know, dinosaurs aren't, you know, they're, they're wild, and they're not trainable, and just Anything that you could possibly imagine would go wrong in the setting that they're in, of course it goes wrong. And it is such a wonderfully great story that you have to go through and the ride that you go through. It's like a roller coaster of a movie. You know, because, I mean, the one scene that just always pops in my brain every time I think of this, and they kind of mocked it on when they did, uh, I think it was Toy Story 2, where... He, you know, they're in the uh, the jeep and they're trying to get away from the T Rex, and you see the you see the T Rex's reflection in the rearview mirror, and it says something like, you know, uh, objects will be closer than they actually are, and you know, you see, you know, the teeth of the T Rex coming on them, and it's just so it's so epically scary but thrilling at the same time. There's so many great parts of this movie to go through everything. Uh, you know, you even had, you know, such a fun character with, um, uh, what was his name? Wayne Knight, where he played uh, Ned. And, you know, he was the one that was automating the whole park, you know. And, you know, he, of course, had financial issues. And then he was trying to steal embryos. And then, you know, so you had, he's kind of a dick of the movie. But, I was going to say, he's the dick of the story. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. But he, he plays it well. You know, he you, you, you like, you know, when when he's going through there, you're just, you, you, you hate him. You hate him, but, you know, it was in a good way uh, because that was his character. He did that fabulously well. Samuel L. Jackson just being a cool cat and just like, you know, uh, you know, hold on to your butts, you know, and he's, you know, sitting there flipping the breakers and trying to make everything right, chain smoking a thousand cigarettes like they did back in the 90s. Um, mm. So, you know, this movie had, in my brain, it was just epically wonderful and fun. 
I, actually, I don't even remember the last time I watched it. Maybe, maybe five years ago, if that. Um, and even so, just wa- rewatching it again, it's one of those things where you know it it, it catch you know it, it hooks me, and I'm hooked in, and I'm just so excited to you know to watch it over and over again. Um, so I I think it's just a thrilling roller coaster movie. So Suzanne, what's your thoughts on Jurassic Park? Uh, it was absolutely frightening. <laughs> I think Jurassic Park, in, in a lot of ways, I think set the pace for um, what tension and terror in the the movies. When, once it came out, everything made a big leap. Um, number one, just the the physical, just the the visual depiction of of the the dinosaurs was, was fabulous. They were just so terrifyingly realistic throughout the film, and. I think that the scene where they first get attacked by that T-Rex, where they see the vibrations in the cup of water. Yeah. And that's the first sign that they're being attacked by something absolutely huge. Um, then that scene is just terror, just, just defined. Just, I think that as human beings, that's one thing that's ingrained in us is the fear of being eaten by something larger than we are. It's just biologically, it's just prehistorically <laughs> ingrained in, in, you know, mammals running through the forest. It's just, you can't get away from it. So I, I think it's just the primordial nightmare to be in a situation where you can physically be swallowed up by something that, that much higher up on the food chain than we are. Uh, it was. It was a. It was a. Uh, it was a terrifying, horrific film. <laughs> in a good but, way, uh, I hope. Yeah. No. In in a good way, but in a, in a primal way. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the the part that you mentioned with the water rippling, though, that to me, uh, I think, is just a very. It's a great way of building tension. It's very. Like Al- Alfred Hitchcock, like you know, where you, ha- yeah, you you have that tension building. You don't even see the dinosaur yet, but you know shit's about to happen because you right. see it on the girl's face. You see it, and the water is just rippling with each boom. Yeah, boom. you hear that faraway yeah. echo, and you yeah. know something. Shit's about to get serious. Exactly, yeah, is out there making that happen. Yeah, and it's getting closer. Um, just uh, also a lot of bravery, I think, happens in that in that film. You're you're really very, you know, Alan like turns into practically a superhero in protecting those children. Yeah. Uh, which I think is part of a little. They they had that kind of humanistic uh, subtext going where he and Ellie wanted to get together, but she maybe wanted a future with children, and he was kind of like, eh, baby stick. <laughs> <laughs> but he ended up in charge of these young children right. and did a, this amazing protective job of watching over them through this whole ordeal. So that was cool also. Yeah, that was a good sub story uh, going on. And that was a, a great way that they set it up in the, the beginning of the movie where he was like dealing with the one younger person that was on the excavation. And she's like, well, I don't want one like him, you know, and then all of a sudden he's <laughs> the caregiver for the two grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get them back to safety. Um, and then the one boy who just idolizes him. So it's even like funnier. 
Yeah, I was <laughs> like, well, which car are you going to be in? He goes, well, which one are you going to be in? Aww. So, yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, Jurassic Park. Enjoy the movie. That that scene that you guys both mentioned already with the, the water droplets or the the water rippling has been used as parodies in, I, I don't know, probably yeah, three or has. four movies, three or four movies <laughs> since then. Um, it was, it was a moment that I, I think will be part of movie history that, that, that thump and then that, that little ripple of water. Um, I love Jeff Goldblum's character in this one, uh, talking about chaotic theory. Yeah. Uh, that was, a, that was a very interesting little scene. Um, and then the, then when, uh, I'm sorry. What was the character's name? The one that that there was the like curator of the park. Who's the money grabber? You guys mentioned him just before. I can't remember who it is now. Oh, uh, Doctor Hammond. Oh, what was his name? Hammond. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh no, not Richard Attenborough. No, I'm thinking of the other guy. I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh. The, it was a, like a lawyer, lawyer? slash accountant. Yeah, the lawyer. Yeah, the lawyer. The lawyer. Sent it's, around it's on the, the tour. Lawyer. Yep. He goes into he runs you in an into an outhouse and gets eaten by two bucks. That's a classic scene. Um and, got his and little, <laughs> little did we know that T Rex was not the baddest of them all. It was the uh Velociraptors that worked as a pack to, to Yeah. I had yeah, never heard of They were the more these. intelligent ones. <laughs> right. I had never heard of these these dinosaurs before this movie. I had no idea that they even exist. Like, they, that was part of the thing. You always heard of T-Rex, Brontosaurus, the one with the, the horns and the big flared thing. Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Yep. Oh, Triceratops. Thank you. Very oh. good. Oh, you, you pull that one out. My son was big on dinosaurs. So I, at the time, I knew some of, I knew which ones were which. I don't know if I still so, remember. <laughs> You had the you had the T Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, the Brontosaurus, the the Triceratops, and then there was a couple others that I remember before Jurassic Park came out, and then we heard about this thing called the Velociraptor. I'm like, what the what the hell's a Velociraptor? And they're badass, and they they did that little that little nail ticking thing. Yeah, that see, <laughs> they show the nails like the the big ass mm-hmm. claws, the raptor claws clicking on the the tile or the pavement or whatever you're like wow that's they really did a good job of making it making it creepy and and uh setting up the intensity of the whole scene and uh how they hunted their prey uh it was very well explained how they worked together as a pack and i think that's what made it kind of scary like if they, if any of this could actually come about and happen with all of these, you know, with, with genetics now, the way, the way they are nowadays, it would have been really, it could be very scary that, that this kind of stuff could happen. Yeah. I was actually, I was trying to find the name of the dinosaur that killed like Wayne Knight's character. Um, yeah, like the Dias small something, ones. Dias something. Dila, I'm Dilophosaurus. That sounds right. Dilophosaurus is what? Yeah, something along those lines. Whose character? Wayne Knight, uh, Ned's. 
Oh, Ned's. Okay. Yeah. He's a, when he was trying to get away from them and he had that can of shaving cream that he put the embryo in and then he got lost trying to get back to the, the boat. Uh, and Newman. I yeah. forgot about Newman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Newman. Yeah. Newman. <laughs> um, Newman. And, and, and so, like, he, you know, he gets his Jeep stuck because it's all muddy out there. And then he ends up having to put, like, a chain to keep it to, to a tree. And while he's outside of his Jeep, then, you know, these, for lack of, you know, saying it right, the Lophosaurus, they kind of show up as a group. And he's, like, calling them cute because they're just looking at him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no wonder you're di- extinct or whatever. You know, he's like, let's stay right here. I'm going to run you over when I come back. And, um, <laughs> sure as shit, there's one that gets inside of his Jeep and, like, you know, just mauls him at that point. You don't really, you know. It is a man. Yeah. It's implied. Yeah, yeah. It's implied. Yeah. 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 So very powerful. I think blood, I, I believe blood gets thrown onto the windows. Yeah. And evil people yeah. always get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> well, the human race, we're not as strong as what, right. we, what we would like to think we are. <laughs> yeah, I think that was part of the point of the whole movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you can't control everything. So many fun sequences. Uh, you know, one of the uh, comes to mind is when they're trying to, when they first get there and they're landing the uh, uh, the helicopter, and uh, Alan Grant he can't get his seatbelt on, and you know Malcolm is just like laughing at him, like, yeah, he's so smart, you know, he can't even figure out, you know, to put a seatbelt on. And then he just kind of ties it together and he just looks at everybody smugly like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of good things. And then there's the line that always comes up, you know, spared no expense. You know, he keeps talking about, you know, all the different uh, nice things that they, you know, that they built under the park, the automated Jeeps, the ice cream, you know, so it's like spared no expense. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that that kind of, you know, is... Yeah, the icing on the cake for this, you know, wonderful attraction that he had uh, created. You know, they even yeah. had the, uh, mm-hmm. the animatronics of going through and, you know, well, it was the animatronics, but going through and actually showcasing the different scientists as they're hatching the eggs. So, yeah, just it, it, like I said, it's a fun ride. It's a great build up. Uh, and then when they, you know, when you really start, you know, the, the animals start losing, you know, taking control mm-hmm. of the park. I, you know, it, it's a thrill ride from then on. And you, and you can kind of see where, you know, the, the setup, you know, when, you know, you kind of could tell that, you know, Grant was going to end up with kind of being the caregiver for the kids. I think, you know, if anything, this movie was predictable from that point. It was great that they did it, but I think it, it was predictable from that point. And, you know, and it's just like any other thrilling movie where they just keep making it harder and harder for the protagonist to get, you know, to, you know, the end state of being safety, you know, or being safe. Uh, you know, just, you know, just when you think they're safe and then something happens, you know, and then they've got to, mm-hmm. you know, figure out, you know, uh, the girl's got to be using her computer skills and being able to lock down that area that they're in so that the raptors can't get in as they're climbing the, uh, the fence, and then all of a sudden, just as he's getting to the top, then that's when the electrical turns back on, 
Yeah, Malcolm's logic was dinosaurs had their time, you know, and nature selected to remove them. Right, so, exactly. you know, who would we be to, you know, change that up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. And can I just give a shout out to Laura Dern? Of course. Love her. She's a great actress. She is. Uh, she's done so many great things. Um, she was at, she was awesome in Mask with mm-hmm. uh, Eric Stoltz. She went on to do you know many other things. She did a, a oh, show. Yeah, she on, was in that. Yeah, she was the the, love the blind girl. She was girlfriend, right? She, yeah. she was the love interest of. Yeah, of, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. She was wonderful in that. Yeah, very young at the time. Yeah. Um, she also did a series on. I think it was either it was like Amazon or one of the one of the streaming services recently called Enlightened. If you guys haven't seen the series, it's really good. She's she's very it's very it's quirky. It's good. Com. It's it's like a kind of a dark comedy. Um, Very well done. And she's the main she's the lead lead character in that. She does a really good job in that. So just want to give a little shout out to Laura Dern. She's really good. Yeah. other than that, this is a great pick, man. Yeah, I, like it's I said, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it before. It's a movie I really don't yeah. think about that often, and I love the author or the writer yep. of this, Michael Crichton. Oh, Crichton. oh I've yeah. Read, I've read many, many of his books. He's a great um, author. His books are typically, you know, well, whose books aren't better than the movie? Mm. Let's look at Stephen King. That's true. <laughs> You know, Michael Crichton, his books are really, I, I, they're very fascinating. And this was a pretty good adaptation, I guess. Uh, they always tend to leave some things out. Of course. But anyway, uh, no, great pick. I'm glad, awesome. you, I'm glad you chose this one, something we haven't talked about ever. And it's not something that comes up on my radar very often either. Yeah, so I, I kind of forced you into it. <laughs> No, it's good stuff. Yeah, it, it like I said, when you think '90s, it's a like whenever you do a Google search for '90s movies, it's like one of the top five, if not top three. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it it deserves its due, you know. And I think uh, you know, you look back on you know the, uh, the great movies of the '90s, and I would definitely put this, you know, in that you know the top five category, uh, you know, as just, you know, so iconic and, you know, and, and like I said, you know, a guy that you you saw around, you know, Gurney that had a Jeep, you know, Jurassic Park Jeep. And, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so much merchandising that went on with this movie. So, you know, every kid of the 90s, of course, had their probably Jurassic Park play sets. Like, you know, we had our G.I. Joes and Transformers. Oh, right. I think there was a mm-hmm. Lego Jurassic Park set and yeah. probably several other things like that so i mean this was appealing you know this was checking all the boxes you know it was a great thrill ride of a movie you know it was one of those things that universal was able to create some iconic rides from it you know for parks and you had you know a toy line that you know merchandising so yeah this was a gift that just kept kept giving (laughs) uh and you know it, it was definitely you know all the way 90s uh, in a good well, way. You can't, you can't go wrong with action and adventure with a little bit of comic relief in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. true. I mean, and that's kind of, you know, what 
the Marvel movies nowadays are, I mean, that's their, you know, their staple. It's their yeah. shtick. Yeah. It's their shtick. It's their shtick. <laughs> shtick. Shtick. Um, all right. So that sounds like a good place to wrap things up. This is where I'm going to remind everybody that we have a website out there. That's bonsairetroclub.com. Please go on there and click those little links to get you to our Twitter account where we're doing some good stuff. Facebook, getting uh, in the groove of posting on Facebook on a regular basis, at least, you know, a music video a day, trying to find some lighthearted stuff to share. So uh, please go out and do that. Uh, if you're on uh, Twitter, like I mentioned before, I'm taking care of the Bonsai Retro Club account. Scott's got his own, and that's 80s Auto Reverse. Suzanne's got her own, and that's uh, Suze Mataboni. Uh, and then also, when you're there, you can also follow Suze Mataboni over to her blog, and that's SuzanneMataboni.com. And she's got some wonderful articles that she's been writing uh, even before she met us. But even the stuff that she's writing about our shows is just fantastic because they're stories that she doesn't really share with us. But then she writes it and paints just a beautiful picture with her words. So thank you, Suzanne. Oh, thank you. Yep. Uh, you want to drop us an email. That's uh, McFly at BonsaiRetroClub.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have your own thoughts on Jurassic Park or maybe another 90s movie that we should talk about. We'd love to hear your suggestions. So please uh, drop us a line. Uh, with all of that already being said, this is the part where I like to remind everybody to please be excellent to each other, have a good whatever, and bye-bye. Bye. Take care, everybody. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, do you Banzai! 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 Banzai!